Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag college football. Have you heard the talk about the nicknames given to you by some of the national media? I haven't. Mormon Manzil. <laughs> That's funny. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, you know, Johnny was a great player. I mean, I, I would love to be um, kind of more looked at as someone that that plays more within the offense, um, someone that scrambles when it's necessary. I know there was a lot of his plays that were scrambling for no reason at all. I mean, he could have sat in the pocket and made some big plays. I mean, he was a heck of a player in college, but, you know, that was just because he was a great player, he could do it. And so, um, you know, I still got a lot of work to do to have that kind of nickname, though. Well, a couple things on uh, Zach Wilson right there, BYU quarterback on the Mormon Manziel nickname. Uh, PK, he certainly hasn't won as many games, thrown for as many yards, made as many highlight plays because he's just getting started. But the other thing he kind of acknowledges there without exactly saying it, but we know what he's talking about is if you want to play in the NFL, you've got to be better out of the pocket because you can't run around like that in the NFL. Yeah, I don't really see the similarities at all, actually. Maybe that's just me, but I don't, I don't see many similarities in their game i'd say it's off one highlight play in the usc game where he scrambled one way the other turned ran up the middle of the field and threw a pass for 30 yards i see that similarity no. but i'm with you on all the other plays i think it's just I mean, alliteration it's the two m's that's why if he was pentecostal or presbyterian it wouldn't have flown the hbo all access series Featuring college football teams, including ASU, Washington State, Florida, and Penn State. It's going to feature uh, the ASU-Utah game amongst their chronicling. So if you got HBO and you're looking around, you like the behind-the-scenes stuff, check that out. Have you seen much of the stuff on your Devils? Is it getting much of a reaction in uh, Arizona? Has any of it been out there yet? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen anything, and, you know, listening to talk radio. Uh, coming up next, we'll dissect the Cardinals' running game. Coming up next, can the Cardinals defensive backs To be fair, the series debuts in October. Coming up next, we'll look at the Cardinals special teams. (laughs) Coaching staff? It's just more publicity for Herm because obviously he's a name and he's brought a ton of publicity. So from the publicity stake, which I, I think is the bigger issue here, that he has brought a ton of attention to the program that they wouldn't have gotten unless maybe Urban. I mean, there might be two or three coaches out there that could bring this type of attention to a place like Arizona State, which normally doesn't get that much attention. And Herm being having so many friends in the business and being so many welcome, so welcoming to doing interviews that he's brought attention. And it's so far so good, but if you look at it and what they think they can accomplish... They're still a long way from that, but they have brought a ton of attention. They have gotten some young guys into the program. They played 28 freshmen last week against Michigan State. So we'll know more in the next two to three years if this really has worked the way they desired. A diehard Iowa State fan who flashed a sign during the college game day show last week asking for donations to replenish his beer supply he ended up with $36,000. He's going to donate the money to the University of Iowa uh, Stead Family Children's Hospital. The gag really taking off. 
And that's the uh, the University of Iowa Hospital. Is that the hospital that overlooks the stadium where Correct. they all show their yeah. phones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, location, location, location. Pays off for the hospital. We'll get a $36,000 donation. Good for them. Yeah, at least the money's going to something good. Yeah. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Is this the end of Eli Manning or is this another phase? Uh, who knows? So, uh, you know, it's again, I'm not dying and the season's not over. So there's there's a lot, lot to be positive about, a lot to be grateful for, you know. And so I just got to, you know, kind of accept my new role and, and make the best of it. There's Eli Manning getting asked about being benched. They're going to go with the future. Daniel Jones and Eli will wait for either an injury that gets him back on the field, poor play from Jones that gets him back on the field, or he'll stand there on the sideline the rest of the season and then his contract will be up. And I assume he'll retire, but we'll have to see how that plays out. Guys in his position sometimes bounce around for a year or two or maybe just hangs him up. Got a gut feeling on which way this is going to go? Have we seen the last of Eli? I think as a starting quarterback, most likely, unless somebody picks him up uh, that just feels like they're a veteran quarterback away. But I can't think of any team that really jumps out at you right now. Maybe the Steelers, but would the Steelers look to make a move there? I mean, they want to try Mason Rudolph, right? He was a fairly high draft pick, was he not? Because I can remember Roethlisberger was all bent out of shape, basically, when they took him. So that team comes to mind with the injury to Roethlisberger, uh, Drew Brees, six weeks, they're saying, right? I mean, if you can find whether uh, Bridgewater or even Taysom can just hold the water there and they can still have an opportunity to make the playoffs. So my thought would be that's it. But I don't really see this as a sad situation for Eli. I see it more as inevitable. And it happens to everyone. Yeah, Yeah. You're 38 and you've won two Super Bowls. Really, how do you think this is going to trend? Yeah. Brady's the outlier. Yeah, and Drew Brees, too. 38. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those two guys are over 40, right? Brees hit 40 last year. And and good for them. They don't don't really – it doesn't really happen. But, you know, Troy Aikman was – no one considers Troy Aikman among the greatest of the great, but he was really, really good in the Hall of Famer and won multiple Super Bowls, and and he had to step aside. And so – it's just the natural evolution of pro athletes at some point. If it were up to me, you know, I would still have Jerry Sloan be 50 and the statues would be 25. But, <laughs> yeah, it, I know. but it, it doesn't we work that way. We don't have that magic wand. Yeah. Can't make that happen. Uh, the Saints, by the way, have, uh, are going to play both Teddy Bridgewater and Taysom Hill. And seems like it'll they'll just have to go here and see who produces and which way to go but not going to name a starter and Sean Payton will just try to figure it out on the fly based on how the game is going. Yeah well this is what Taysom Hill wanted all along right? I mean he wanted the shot at quarterback. He's done all these things we all know he's one of the most phenomenal athletes you'll ever see it's why I laugh and mock when he catches a pass. Whoop-de-doo I mean, he can do just about anything on that football field. You could put him at linebacker and safety and what have you. I mean, unless you put him at center and nose tackle, pretty much anything else he can do or kicks a 75-yard field goal, I expect him to be able to do and do well. But the jury's out on whether he can be a starting NFL quarterback. He needs the opportunity, and if he gets this opportunity, which we would all love for him to see, and I have no desire I'd see him fail, i just as soon see him succeed, and it would be awesome. But this might, this might be... Because I've always believed if you're good enough, you'll get a shot. And then it's up to you what you do once you get that shot. 
Well, it looks like about six weeks here while Breeze is out. Yeah. And then you can show what you've got. And even if they go back to Breeze, it goes back to the Eli Manning conversation. You know, Breeze has turned 40 now. How long, you know, can he possibly have left? So you wait your time. You know, there might be another injury that gets it done for you. He might have problems coming back. Who knows? Uh, Maybe age will get him at some point. But there's going to be a transition in New Orleans sooner or later. Do you realize Max Hall started in the NFL? Yeah. So he got a shot. Yeah, he started for the Cardinals. And the the one play I remember is him running the ball at the goal line and getting blasted right down there around the one-yard line. So if he got a shot, I think Taysom Hill deserves a shot. And that's not a knock on Max. It's just my point being that if you're in there, eventually you'll get a shot. And so we'll get to see if and when he gets this shot, if it's a real shot, if it's a series here or there. But I'm talking about playing an extensive amount of periods of whether it's a game, a half, or whatever it is, several series, to see what he can do. And it would be great. It would be, you know, I, I have to admit, based on his college career, I did not think he would be a starting NFL quarterback. But I have no problem if it comes to that point of saying I'm wrong. In fact, I'm rooting to be wrong. In the brief little bit we've seen him, it looks like he's progressed a lot since he left BYU. Great. So, is there how much more upside is there? I mean, Sean Payton said stuff. He's really high on him. So, I suspect there'll be uh, several series, and then if it goes well in the first game, maybe they build a little more into it for him. I think I think Bridgewater is at the point where he's a little more of a known quantity, and they're trying to figure out what they have in Taysom. So, and if not, then they can sign Kaepernick. Seems unlikely. There's plenty of teams out there with injured quarterbacks. His agent has reached out to multiple teams. Yeah, yeah, in the best shape of his life. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. There's a swing and a fly ball into center. Drifting back, Pilar, he's under it, and he's got it. And that is the victory. Number 2,000 in the brilliant managerial career of Bruce Bochy. He is the 11th manager in the entire history of Major League Baseball to reach that plateau. Well, you were talking about 1999, PK, and it took one more day to get to 2000, and now he's got it. Asked about the milestone. Bochy told reporters, quote, I've been lucky. I've been blessed to have been doing this this long. That's what this means. Do you know what the other 10 managers have in common who have reached that plateau? Hall of Fame. Correct. There it is. Cooperstown. Hello. And when you throw three World Series titles on top of 2,000 wins, uh, hopefully he's already written the speech because it's coming. It's going to happen. Yeah, you'd think so. I was watching, uh, wasn't much on, so I was watching MLB Network last night, and they had, uh, I don't know, it's Harold and, and maybe Verducci, some of those guys that were on there. I can't remember. Plesak. And they were talking about how they don't necessarily think he's done. I think there's a team out there that's close that looks at him and says, you can push us over the finish line. Well, there's several teams that are very, very good. And can they do it with a new manager, one who obviously has a proven track record? If the Dodgers don't do it in the postseason this year, is that the call? Man, that's tough. Seven division <laughs> titles in a row. Now, I know. Dave Roberts didn't get all of those, but uh, I know. Uh, but when I started thinking, all right, who's a team that's won a lot that just can't quite get across the finish line? 
Well, so that good. would be cool if he managed all the all California teams. California teams. National League West Up and teams. down the coast. <laughs> yeah. He did the San Diego thing for a while. He got them to the World Series. Got swept, but he got them there. And then he got San Francisco there and won three. He's 63 LA. years old. Who else Who else uh, do you think is close where that would make sense? Well, uh, there's some heat on Joe Madden in Chicago. Okay. So, you know, they still have a very good young nucleus, or young enough anyway, to where they should be competitive for the next few years. And in Washington, Philadelphia spent all this money, and it doesn't look like they're going to make the postseason. So that would be one that would jump to mind because they expected, with obviously Harper hit a home run last night, he only hits in the 250s, but he got over uh, 100 RBIs and all that stuff. So... Uh, that could be one. There's there's any number of teams. The Mets showed a little bit, and they faded. Uh, it took a while to get going, but then they, they got good. So, yeah, any any number of teams. And it's baseball, and we've seen teams go. I mean, you look at Houston. They sucked for so long, and now they just, last night, they got their 100th win, which is their third consecutive time. They've got 100 wins, and I saw a graphic on that, and I think there's less than 10 teams in the history of the game who've had three consecutive 100-win seasons. They'd had one in the entire history of their franchise, and now the club's got three in a row. These yeah. are the good old days. Oh, well, they really are. I mean, and they did it the right way. I wouldn't consider them a small market and all that stuff, but they did it the right way. We know they built from within, and then they make some nice trades, and Cole got over 300 strikeouts last night, and he's a an acquisition from Pittsburgh and obviously Verlander from the Tigers and away they go and they're one of the favorites I don't necessarily know that I would put them the ultimate favorite but certainly they should have a great opportunity to to go to the World Series again Cole won his 18th game did you see that clip just the bizarre moment where he wanted the new ball and he threw it in and then he glanced down and the ball came back to him and hit him in the face yeah that was weird I don't think I've seen that before Astros beat the Rangers 3-2 to pick up that win number 100. The Yankees were going for win number 100, but they lost, so they'll give it another run. It looks like it'll be Dodgers, Yankees, and and Astros will be the 300-win teams in baseball this year. Cardinals got a, got a boost in their... Uh, as they try to lock down the National League Central, they beat the Nationals 5-1. The Cubs lost again. The Brewers lost to the Padres. Two to one. So the Cardinals are three games up on the Cubs and the Brewers, and they got ten games to go now. So getting right down to it, the last week and a half here, and the Cardinals uh, looking pretty good. All right, DJ and PK. There is what is trending. That's all the news, and it is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up this morning, 8 o'clock hour, Nick Romando, RSL goalkeeper, down to his last four games, getting ready to retire. Four games left in the regular season. Then we'll see what they do in the uh, postseason. We'll have that as well. He's going to join us at 8 o'clock. Ryan Abraham, uscfootball.com, back with us after USC loses to BYU. Now it's the Utes Friday night. We'll talk with Ryan Abraham about those two games and PK with Utah offensive lineman Nick Ford. That's coming up at 9 o'clock. Just, just two guys from the South Bay hanging out talking football, right, PK? That's pretty much And Nick has a really good story. You know, he lost a brother here, and he wants to be a doctor. He's an offensive lineman, and uh, he's 
He's, how can I say this? He's talkative. He's got no problem expressing himself, and he does it very, very well. And he's an integral part of the offensive line and has been. He redshirted his first year. I think he was only 17 years old. And then he played a lot last year. And he got bugged because they said that uh, he he took a slight to where they lost. Uh, they only had two returning starting linemen. And he kept saying, well, wait a second. I had a bunch of playing experience last year. How come I'm not included in that? And so it really bugged him. And so he has a little chip on his shoulder not necessarily to, for this game, but just to prove himself constantly. And it's the kind of guy I like. All right, Nick Ford's coming up. Ute offensive lineman at 9 o'clock. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 the zone.